The Tangent Egg Podcast is aimed at a mature audience. It contains themes that are not appropriate for all listeners. It's important to note that we are not experts. We routinely have no idea what we're talking about and are just three idiots sitting around a table. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Tangent Egg Podcast. I'm Seth and uh, much like last week, I've only got one of the boys with me this week. It's Swoosh. Sadly, it's just the me. one with the... Uh, yeah, John Doe's the one with the scheduling conflict this time. Yeah, we traded it off. Uh, like, now he's the problem, so I get a week off of being the problem. But, this is the week that he moves uh, house, so he'll have, hopefully, better internet by the time we get him back on, and we can... Well, he is moving somewhere that should chat with him. theoretically have better internet than we do in a capital city, so, like... Yeah. yeah like, where he's heading, we're not gonna, you know, dox him, but... Uh, it's one of the cities in Australia that actually has good internet. It's fiber everywhere. Lucky prick. So, uh, we're just going to have to run this one without him. Yep. And uh, I think this week we're going to have to start off talking about... Oh, a lot of people have been talking about it. The uh, Netflix adaptation of Avatar The Last Airbender has been getting a lot of coverage. Yeah, and not a lot of good coverage from what I've seen. Which makes me yeah, sad. Yeah, like the directors talking about how it's a remix not a cover and that sort of but stuff. But we don't want remixes. We want the actual storyline unchanged. We just want it in a more you know, live action format. Why is that hard for things to figure out? Because every director wants to have their fingerprints on their project. Yeah. They don't just want to remake someone else's project. I mean, I get that, but you can still do things with styling. You don't want to change core concepts of characters. Like, Which is the big one that everyone's getting up in arms about. Yeah. So if you haven't heard about it, they're removing the sexism from Saka's character. Which, like, now, most people are going to cheer just, about if they don't know the circumstances of this series. Yeah, I'm sure if you're a listener to this show and you just hear me say... Oh, they're removing sexism from this random character of a show I don't know. Well, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. Except the whole start of his character development is him unlearning that stuff. Yeah, like, he goes, what, three seasons? Uh, no, it's two seasons in, he actually basically gets rid of that entire viewpoint and like from the get-go. He starts well, off... He gets over it pretty quickly... It's only like three or four episodes in when they go to Kyoshi Island. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, the Kyoshi Island stuff really hammers that into him, doesn't it? But that's the start of it. Yeah. It's not even the end of it. Because the the idea with Saka is he was left <clears throat> alone in the Southern Water Tribe by all the men mm. and was basically told, you have to look after all the women. So he brings that sort of, you know, women are weak and need protecting mentality along with him. Yeah. At which point, when he gets to Kyoshi Island and finds the, you know, all-women warriors group, it really throws him for a loop, and he has to unlearn some of that. Well, and he continues even to the point where they get to the Northern Water Tribe, and he has to fully acknowledge that his sister doesn't need him to protect her. She's a powerful woman of her own. Not only that, it's the other Water Tribe is just as sexist, if not more, than oh, yeah, his home tribe. Um, and he has a stark contrast because he goes from having learnt all these things along the journey he's had with Aang and Katara and Toph. I actually was Toph there at that time. Uh, no, she wasn't. She wasn't around yet. Um, but he'd gone through all of that stuff with them, and seeing it thrown back into his face of this is the mentality that you used to have, 
and it's a bit of a trial for him and it's wonderful character growth and you see him change little by little and grow stronger for it to the point where he eventually yeah. does meet Toph who is blind and uses earthbending to see but he never actually treats her like she's blind he never really goes about the thing oh I have to protect this girl because she can't see it's oh she can handle herself she's strong as hell like why would I need yeah. to do anything for that and it, it's a weird thing to take that away from a character um it is, I've seen contrast to it because um, like, we've all seen the Harry Potter movies and that kind of thing. Yeah, the Ron Weasley in the books was a lot more supportive and a lot more entertaining as a character and had a lot more you know, yeah. character to him in general. The one in the movies is just a prick and he doesn't get any of the okay. redeeming features. They took them away from him, which kind of defeats the purpose of Ron at that point. Um, yeah, and the same thing is going to happen with soccer. What are they going to replace this mentality with? Uh, like, is it just going to be blind hatred of everything Fire Nation? Because he gets over that pretty quick as well. Yeah. Um, he doesn't like them, but when they start merging into the Fire Nation at one point in that series, he has to come to grips with the fact that they're just people who have been told that they're right. Yeah, and it's going to be hell. Some of. Uh, if I recall, some of them don't even really understand, like, the wall. Yeah. I'll, They've never been part of it. Yeah, a lot of them in the actual Fire Nation nation itself um, don't even think the war is still going. They think they've won. It's like, oh, the war? No, that that's done. We, you know, everyone knows that we win. Like, we're the leaders and everything. Fire Nation is the best nation. And, yeah, I, I'm a bit concerned with what they're going to replace yeah. that sexism with... Uh, and how they're going to deal with it because it can't be anti-bender because like that's a whole thing later on and he's yeah. never anti-bender he's just annoyed that he doesn't have bending powers yeah but uh I'm, I'm hoping it's okay like they might still hit it out the park I don't know I haven't watched it yet yeah um, I mean every time we're critical of stuff on this show we're we're hoping to eat crow yeah absolutely uh, we want to come on the episode after that drops and be like, oh yeah, no, dude, it was legit. It's amazing. You should fucking watch it. Absolutely. I, I'd be more than happy to eat crow on this, but it's one of those things where I don't see it happening because they're taking a core progression method for a character and just eliminating it. So either that character won't have progression or they're going to change that progression to something different. As long as I don't yeah. do something stupid like give him bending powers, then we'll be fine. Well, the thing is, though, like, you know, a small change like that makes me worried about what could potentially be bigger changes. Like, I don't know how much this covers, mm. but, like, if they can't handle something as simple and that even the character gets over re to some degree reasonably quickly... Yeah. How are you going to do episodes like um, Saka going and finding his swordmaster? Yeah. The whole impetus from that is him feeling depressed yeah. and not a contributing part of the team because he can't bend. Yeah. He has a, so a crisis idea. All the, yeah. And all the other characters are like, well, we all found masters. That's how we got better. Yeah. So you need to go find one. Yeah. Absolutely. How are you going to have that properly conveyed if you can't do something as simple as he's a little bit sexist because of his set of setting yeah. 
but he gets the fuck over it. I could understand like dialing down the sexism to a point. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Because they like, just dial it down to the point of I must protect these girls because they can't do it themselves. Because he was in a village that was nothing but um, women and like older uh, older women kind of thing, and I think yeah. there was a few old men who couldn't hunt or anything anymore. Uh, so he actually no, there was no there was no men. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they were all it's gone. Just the couple of it was children and women are the only ones who stayed yeah. and Saka was told to look after them yeah so he had to do hunting that kind of stuff um, and was very much you know instilled in him by all the warriors leading who ran that fucking tribe you now must run this you must protect everyone so of course it makes sense that he would get that kind of complex yeah but I, I don't know how they're going to get around that this change could be a very yeah. strange one and I find it weird that, like, I watched that show, and I acknowledged all of this stuff, and enjoyed his growth and eventual abandoning of this stuff. Yeah. I never thought about it until someone went, oh yeah, we're taking that out. Wait, wait, hang on. Yeah. It's one of those things, because we were talking about it in the preamble, and we both realized that we went to a very nerdy college, and we both come from, like, you know, very... I come from a very rural background, um, and Seth, you grew up in, like, major city kind of thing, and that kind of stuff but we didn't have the greatest of attitudes when we went to that university because we'd never really had to deal with that kind of thing or having you know women in a friend group kind of thing yeah. um and i'll admit after watching avatar i got a bit of a more better handle on things it didn't fix everything right away it took some time and effort yeah. but it was enough to see oh these are bad things in my mentality i need to fix that um yeah so it's like one of those things where showing someone who has a bad perspective and watching them gradually change and grow as a person really helps other people get out of that kind of mentality as well. Especially when it's presented in a, a entertaining way. Oh, absolutely. Like watching, it's like the big one for Saka is pretty early on they go to Kyoshi Island they meet the, the warrior women of Kyoshi mm. and they fucking kick his ass. Yeah. And there's all this fun slapstick to show that Women aren't weak. They're perfectly strong. And they can kick your ass. And not just that. Like, towards the end of that episode, he's wearing the makeup. He's got the battle dress on. He's basically saying, yeah. your way of doing things is clearly superior to what I've been doing. Teach me how to do this better. And yeah. it's a healthy way of, of getting over those things. And it's really good. But it makes me sad that they're... Either they don't know the source material enough to realize that this is a, a flaw that gradually changes and gets fixed or they just didn't care enough and didn't want put it in the too hard basket we don't want to get people getting angry that soccer is racist or sexist in any way I get the feeling that they just wanted um characters yeah I mean look at so many characters and stuff lately they're they're the most basic version of a thing yeah instead of boiled like, down you know, to heroes can't have flaws anymore they have to be heroes everyone has Superman and Paragon yeah like everyone's got the Superman syndrome at this point where it's like oh no no they're perfect like no show me characters who have flaws I want to be able to identify with this character I mean I think one of the the I mean hell even the main character like a lot of people would say Ang is kind of that yeah he's kind of a flawless character but you kind of they're like at the start they don't show it a lot it's really after um this is sort of some late show spoilers if you haven't seen it but the show's pretty old yeah, it's for years. Um, is after Azula shoots him with the lightning, mm. 
and he becomes afraid of turning into the Avatar. Yeah. Because he's got trauma. Yeah. There is so much trauma wrapped up in Aang. Uh, he also is just racked with self-doubt. Like, the entire yeah. uh, crux of one episode, or one season is he does he doubts he can take on the Fire Lord. So he starts yeah. sabotaging things to slow them down so they don't get to that thing in time and you know, doing things that way. It, it's a huge point that he is terrified of being the Avatar. It's like... Hell, the entire show kicks off. Yeah. Because... He was told he was the Avatar, he was scared, and he ran away. Yeah. They told him too early, and he panicked and ran. But, yeah, it's... I, I have hope that they might be able to do something with the characters, change them in a way that they are still getting that kind of flaw progression. Um, yeah. But, I, I honestly, I agree with the fans on this one. It shouldn't have been changed. It's the same yeah. as, like, Chief taking off the helmet. It's something that is built into that, like, you know, property. It's like, why would you change a foundation point? Like, a big story point later, why would you change that so early? But we'll see how that goes. Pretty much. I mean, like, we're talking a lot of shit here, but, like, again, I'm hoping that when I fire up that show and watch mm. it, it's like, oh, yeah. We didn't need it. Yeah. They did something else that was just as good. Absolutely. At the moment, we're more worried for what's going to happen with this project as opposed to shitting on it. It's like... It's it's because they're, they're removing a small fine detail. Yeah. So it's like... But the show's built on fine details. Yeah. Did you put in new fine details to build a new show out of? Or are you just excising everything and cutting everything? And there's also, like, evidence of this happening to other things previously. Like, the original Funimation cut of One Piece wrote itself into a corner because they cut out an entire arc that they thought was just filler. Nothing from Oda was filler. At which point, no, they no, kept referring no. back to it and it didn't exist. Oda does filler. The problem is, the filler's like 40% of something. Yeah. So the other sixty percent is like no, no, I'm coming back to that later. Yeah, pretty much. Like it, it's weird, um, but it's one of those things where they might accidentally write themselves into a corner where they can't progress a certain point without having to like force it, so it won't be as organic and won't flow as well as it did. And I mean, we always well, knew the definitive version of Avatar was the animated version. Like we all knew this. Yeah, um, I, I don't think you're ever going to do better. Than that. Yeah, like. It's not like it was a flawed product where, like, someone else could be like, ooh, I can add a little more to this. Yeah. And it'll be good. Honestly, I like, think no, no, the only reason we have a, a live-action version is because, like, M. Night Shyamalan decided to fuck it up so badly that it's now a point where everyone's like, no, no, we have to redeem it in the live-action sense. Like, no. I think that's also probably why people are feeling a little more critical of this oh, definitely. Netflix adaptation. Absolutely. We got burned already. Yeah. So we're sitting here going, are you going to burn me again? Yeah, absolutely. We are very wary at the moment. <laughs> Whereas if, like, they'd never been Shalamalan's thing... Oh, yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to change a couple things. Like, okay, sure, let's see what you do. Shalamalan went, I'm going to change some things. Fucked it! He couldn't even get the main character's name right. Um, um. What the fuck? Uh, but... I swear that man hates his kids. Oh, yeah, no, like, I made this for my kids. Like, do you hate them? Do, do we need to call, like, the child support hotline? What happened? But uh, but on from like Netflix weird things that could be bad to just Netflix bitching and moaning <laughs> about the thing they did. 
I mean, it's less a thing they did and more just an expected thing that we're going to bitch about, yeah. which is, of course, the rise of piracy. Like, after, like, once we, they had started having, like, more than three streaming services, everyone knew piracy was going to come back. But then when Netflix and, like, other ones started cracking down where you can't share an account, um, it's like, no, we're just done now. Because, like, I, we know so many friend groups that share Netflix accounts and share access to other streaming services. Because then you only need to subscribe to one of them, share it with your friends, and you get access to theirs. And it's a great system. Sure, Netflix yeah. doesn't get as much money as they would love to have, but these people stay on their platform. Uh, and I, it was a bad decision. They should have rolled that back. And instead now they're just bitching yeah. about the fact that everyone said, no, fuck you. We're going to go and do what we used to do, which is find other ways of getting the content. Like, we always knew that was going to happen. Yeah. But we always knew that Netflix and other places would complain about it happening. Like, Yeah. And I mean, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Oh no, our thing where we're raising prices and cracking down and adding ads is coming back to bite our ass. Yeah. Who'd have thought that would happen? Oh god, the the fact that ads are being put onto it is horrible. The entire thing they sold Netflix and everything else on was the fact that there were no ads. Yeah. Like, oh, we're never going to have ads on our platform. Oh wait, you have ads on your platform. Yeah. So for us in Australia, it's the same as Ostar. Uh, when they started putting outside ads on on that system like i was okay with it being you know a couple of ads here and there for things that were airing on their system or on their other channels yeah. but then it became full five minute reels of ads even if it was stuff on their system right yeah and then they started advertising like doritos and other shit it's like fuck off i why am i paying extra money for this system it's not the content because i can find that everywhere else now yeah, but yeah, it's like it's not so. It's from before our time, but it reminds me of when piracy was being brought up in the music industry years and years ago. Um, it was like oh, cassette uh, Napster. Yeah, and everyone's like oh, cassette tapes. So goes even before that, cassette tapes. Like, oh, recording off the radio oh, will yeah. kill the music industry. The music industry was fine. There was no issue. Yeah. And then Napster came along and said, oh no, that's going to destroy our, uh, you know, our industry and our income. Like, no, people still bought CDs. They still bought other shit. Generally... Oddly enough, you know what is killing the music industry? Streaming. Yeah, pretty much. It's just, <coughs> it's one of those weird things that happens. You either adapt or you die. Uh, and in most cases, industries will adapt. Like the streaming has made it easier for uh, like artists to make money. But a lot of those like, big companies or the studios don't make as much money because they're no longer able to capitalize on their artists. And again, it all depends on which one you're talking about. Mm. Like, Spotify's terrible for artists. Oh yeah, it's horrible. The the number of views you the listens you need to get to make like cents on the dollar is dumb. oh yeah, it's insane, and that's going to hurt them in the long run, I think, because eventually. People I don't will stop putting shit on the, their system. At the same time, they've got the largest market share. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things where you just have some of your discography on there just to get people, like, into it. And then... Well, you can have your discography on mm. there, but, like, you also need a band camp or something like yeah. that where you can sell your album. Absolutely. 
and quite honestly, and I've bought albums with some of my favorite artists. Oh, yeah. Yeah, have to buy them. Yeah, pretty much. Like, like, it's one of those things. If I like a property, I will buy stuff for it. Oh, yeah. Like, I can read... I like owning... Yeah, I can read all of One Piece on, like, the um, Shonen Jump app thing. I'm buying the physical Free manga. Rap. Like, I want oh, yeah. that. It's great. <laughs> but it's the same with other I keep books. I'm trying to talk myself into buying all of Berserk. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm still trying to find Problem is, that's book. 80 bucks a book. Yeah, it's a bit dangerous. But it's so good. <laughs> oh, but I mean, like, they're big, full-size hardcovers. Uh, it's like, I know it's worth it, but, oh, 80 bucks. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things, like, once a month. Like, yeah, I'll grab another one. Yeah. But, uh, it's like, if... Uh, nerds do it a lot. Like, if we like a property, we will support that property. Either we'll buy merchandise for it, or we'll buy the actual thing itself. Give us the chance, and we will support that community. Well, most of us will. Some people are just cunts. Yeah. But you, you'll find them everywhere. But, uh, we... Although, uh, one community I'm not so happy's gotten bigger again mm. is uh, good old Crunchyroll. Yeah, that's a weird one. Like, I didn't know this had happened until we mentioned the preamble, so like, run me through it again. So, basically, uh, Funimation ate Crunchyroll, yeah. but they liked Crunchyroll's presence within the community more, mm. so they're becoming Crunchyroll. Yeah. Essentially, they're trying to, like, infiltrate the community again, because most of the, the anime community, uh, community... Oh, no. No, they're not infiltrating shit. Yeah, we all know about it. But... Crunchyroll's running the show. Yeah. But it was, like, one of those weird things where... Like, they had some really good dubs. I'm not going to lie. Their dubs were, were great. Uh, and they were one of the only ways we could really get anime into Yeah, Australia you could basically time. guarantee Funimation and Batman and most of the reason any Australian knows anime. Absolutely. Um, but they also didn't have the greatest, like, community, really. It got a bit toxic within the uh, Funimation communities. Um that's where a lot of the dub versus sub fights happened and that kind of stuff and it was well I mean Funimation also fed into it they, they did they made themselves out like it's this big elite thing because mm. they had all of one piece yeah the big mega animes were all Funimation yeah but Crunchyroll was very laid back and it's like yeah we don't care we're just we're gonna do this and people love them for well, it I mean Crunchyroll originally was a piracy site yeah which a piracy site that went legit and say like, fuck yeah this is great uh, and now that they've been unfortunately bored. they're a shite product yeah at least for Australia I want to emphasize that in Australia Crunchyroll fucking sucks yeah it was not the best like restricted uh, geolocated restricted content streaming servers aren't in our country so they run like garbage mm. it's not a great experience using Crunchyroll that's why we loved um what was the other way? Anime Lab when it was here. Anime Lab. Because they had Australian servers. They had the infrastructure. Well, they were run by Mad. Yeah. I, and then they got eaten by Funimation as well. Uh, and Funimation just kind of didn't merge anything. They still kept everything separate. Um, which, yeah, I get. They want to try For a little while it. until they folded it in. Yeah. They wanted to keep things a little bit, you know, gated. It was like, oh, if you want this, go to this one. Pay a separate subscription. Um... They could have kept all three sites, in my eyes, been fine if one account connected them all. But, or one subscription. I mean, this is, the, 
this is the thing I've, I've said before. No one wants a monopoly. Yeah. That's terrible. That's a bad thing. Hmm. What people want is a monopoly of access. Yes. We want to be able to get into people it with one place. desire to go to one place and get all their stuff. Yeah. Pretty much. Even if there was but a... they the... want the stuff that's on that place to be competitive. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, we don't want it all in one person's hands, which is kind of hilarious considering we live in the Murdoch, Australia. But... but no, really. Oh, fuck. I hope you die soon. But it's one of those, like, annoying things. We want access for cheap, but at the same time, we don't want complete monopoly. Or even a duopoly. Look at Coles and Woolies. Yeah. Like, they've got that, and they work together to fuck us now. Yeah. So, you know, we want the diversity, but, like, people crave to only have to go to one place. Mm. Uh, I know there was a... I think it was Fur. Yeah. was trying really hard to make that a thing. They were. Um... But because you still had to sign into every account and it was all still segregated, it didn't quite work. Yeah. Um, Gog did a similar thing. Um, you can actually log into all of your, you know, Steam and Uplay and all that into Gog, mm. and it'll show you all the games you own, but they're all still segregated within their browsers. Yeah, and the fact that even with um, things like the PayPal, oh, not PayPal, Game Pass, I keep saying PayPass, my brain isn't working, but they don't interact over servers so it's like there's no co-play despite it being the same yeah. platform essentially like all well, the same like PC version they just kind of have that gating still so it's like we're still in that point well in more recently I actually kind of get the Game Pass thing yeah because it's so much harder to push a version update on Game Pass yeah because Microsoft wants to micromanage everything about updates I mean that's just console development yeah they when you put something out on console, you have to submit a new whole build to their server. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Steam's just like, oh yeah, sure, whatever, update your bucket. Which does cause issues on Steam in a separate way. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. But, it's like, that's something I learned more recently because of Power. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, because they had some big version discrepancy between Steam and Game Pass. Mm. Um, and I learned a little more about how that works. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, that's why they waited for big content updates to update the game pass. Which I get to a point. Instead of the rolling update mm. the normal game. But, yeah. Um, look, Netflix, deal with it. Pretty much. You have to have a better product. Yeah. It, I'll always jump back to the thing Game Newell said about Steam. Mm. To beat pirates, you don't just yell at them. You have to have a better product. Yeah. You have to make. Unfortunately, the product you're trying to compete with is free. That means you have to really bring it. Yeah. And when Netflix went, we have all the content. Just pay me ten bucks. Mm. Guess what? We all went and used it. Absolutely. Like honestly, at this point, if we had a version of Steam for uh, TV shows and that kind of thing, where instead of it being a subscription, free uh, access to the portal, whatever, or the uh, the product, and then you just buy the the property for cheap. Make it very a la carte. Yeah. If I could just you know, buy all of Stargate and then just have that sitting in a library somewhere, I'd be happy with that. You know what? I'm not opposed to this. Right? The pricing has to be good. Oh, definitely. You have to pay much less than an actual like physical release thing. I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe like, like I'm just spitballing here because your idea is good. Um, you know, like maybe 10, 15 bucks for a season. Yeah. 
I would happily pay that, absolutely. Maybe if it's a brand new thing, 20 bucks a season. If it's like Mandalorian, I, I would probably play the 20 bucks oh, to yeah. get the season. There's, there's definitely things I would pay more of a premium. Yeah. But once you like, have it, you like, have it. It can't be taken off the system. It's just yeah. there. Like, give us that option. Yeah. If we want to download something, let us download it. Don't just make it a streamable thing. Just give us the option to hold that in the cloud somewhere or hold it so on the server if we want to get it again later, re-download it. I don't even mind if you, you create a like a Plex app. Yeah. And the downloaded episodes can only be run through that app. Mm. But they're on my system. Yeah, they're on my PC and ready to go. Like I would be so happy for that. Take torrenting and make that a legitimate thing like people can do, yeah. like the public can use. Hell. You want to save yourself some bandwidth? Use peer-to-peer. -peer. Yeah, absolutely. Let your community make it easier for your community. I mean, it's what Steam does. It. Oh yeah, definitely. If, um, you're on the same network as someone who owns, who's already downloaded the game. You don't download it from Steam. It transfers over your network. Yeah, it's a smart way of doing things. Like the industry itself has to adapt. Streaming isn't going to work long term anymore because every man and his dog has that streaming. Or their own streaming. But if you yep. give us a way to legally download digital versions of media, not just games, sure, I'll do it. Yep. Fuck yeah, be great. Hell, I'd be pretty down for that for music. Oh, hells yes. Like, you can do it with Spotify to a point, but it's still a monthly subscription. Yeah, but if Spotify pulls the artist, it, goes it away. doesn't matter if you download it. Yeah, pretty much. What we are describing there for music is basically iTunes, but I fucking hate iTunes. <laughs> Mostly because of their, their UI and a few other things. The actual process of downloading your, your music and having it in the system, fine with. I just don't like the gatekeeping uh, Apple does. Yeah, I'm not a big Apple fan. Yeah. Oh, I, I want a more, you know, user agnostic service. Pretty much, yeah. But that would be perfect. That's what I want. I don't want streaming anymore. Just let me legally download digital copies. Yeah. Like, I'll purchase them, just let me have them and price them accordingly. Like, I'm not going to pay $500 for all of Friends, but... No, no, sorry. <clears throat> but at the same time, I'll, you know, pay a small amount to get access to that and download it to my own system. Yeah. Absolutely. Ah, do we want to get on to the next thing? Yeah, we might as well. There's been a big hubbub of late, because it seems like Microsoft is looking to get into more of the service market where their games are going to be on multiple platforms not Xbox exclusive yeah and a lot of people are getting a lot of hubbub about whether or not they're even going to keep doing the console or not hmm I've been saying it for a long time even before we started doing this podcast yeah. Xbox is getting out of the console market and it's getting into the service market yeah and guess what it's way ahead of everyone else in that game oh definitely and like we've mentioned it before in like I think a previous podcast they're probably never going to stop making the next Xbox because there's always that market to sell them essentially it all comes down to whether or not they can get other platforms to take Game Pass yeah pretty much I think if they ever manage to get Game Pass over the line on PlayStation mm. you'll see the Xbox disappear oh definitely but I don't see Sony ever making that decision just out of spite oh, no. more than anything. Oh, yeah. No, they would never let it happen. Yeah. Like, they're barely like, even talking to Steam currently. It's like, yeah, we'll give you a couple of games. If you're nice. They're pretty good. I mean, 
Horizon as coming next. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things where I'm surprised that Sony hasn't cashed in on Steam by releasing a bunch of their old back catalog games. Like, I'm surprised they haven't bothered to PC update any of their their PS2 or PS3 games. Yeah, we are clamoring I for. Guarantee it. you, like tomorrow, if they were like, I've got a war, all of it. Yeah. Not Ragnarok and and the Viking one. Like they can still be separate. Mm. Put all the PS2 and PS3 ones. Just throw them up. Just there. call them Legacy and be done with it. And like, yes, I will. I will buy them again because I'd never have to buy them after that. Yeah. Like, they will work on and a PC. Don't don't fucking say some shit about how uh, the cell architecture of the PS3 is too hard to transfer. Fuck you! We have emulators. They got re-released on the PS4. Yeah. We also have emulation softwares. Like, it's not that hard to bundle that in. Build a little launcher for it that when you, like, get the first one, you have access to that. It'll be fine. I will accept a launcher in that respect. But... It's possible. You can do it. It's not even that hard to really do. The product exists out there. Buy it and then just integrate it. Yeah. Like, it's. Uh... But then again, they, they spend half their time suing people. It's like, you made an emulator. Fuck you. You can't do that. Like, no, no. Yeah, no, right. Take that emulator, buy it from them because they've made a product that functions, and then re release it under your brand. It's a very simple yeah. procedure. Hell, even if you do it yourself, who cares? Yeah. The point is, there's a market that hasn't had these products, and they're just sitting there in your vault. Yeah, doing nothing. Just give them out to people again, for fuck's sake. Get people excited for your brand again by showing them your golden era. Hell, Disney did it with their vault. Yeah. Like, you could go back in the vault and watch all the old Disney movies, you could watch all the old cartoons, it was great. Yeah. It got people excited for Disney again. And then they fucked it, but still, you know... Yeah, just don't do that. Yeah, don't don't do the second half where you uh, fuck over your audience to a point where you just assume they're all idiots. Point is, I don't think Microsoft's as in danger as people say it is. Like I've been hearing a lot of doom mm. saying lately, and it's like this has been a long term plan. Honestly, I they've been angling in this direction for so long, yeah. and you just didn't notice. I'm assuming people just didn't notice that was happening, and also probably the Sony fanboys again going, "Ooh, ooh, look, you're gonna fall over now." Like, just yeah. hoping, I guess. It's a bit strange. I still don't quite understand the rivalry between them. I just want to have access to this media so I can play it and enjoy it. Yeah. I don't want it gatekept by a bunch of fuckwits. Like, yeah. And I say that as a fuckwit. Like, come on. You're giving our people a bad name. And we already had a bad name. <laughs> right, uh... Before we get into our, our main topic for this episode, there is one thing I thought was hilarious that I completely forgot to talk about in the preamble. Oh, fun. Um, fucking Charles finally getting the crown and then getting cancelled. Yeah, I saw that the other day. Like, it's oh. not funny that someone has cancer. Yeah, a horrible disease. Sucks. It's a very But after thing. so many years waiting for to get his spot in the sun, and he gets it's like I wait, I've waited for so many years to get my spot in the sun melanomas just all the melanomas like <laughs> it's it's horrible that he has cancer it's not a fun thing but he also has so much money that he will there's a good chance he's going to get through it um, even with even his advanced age look even if he doesn't uh, um, um, and that, let's be honest no one really wants him as king 
We would much rather have. No um, one cares. What's the the other the eldest one at the moment? Um, uh, did the eldest renounce it? Or the, uh, Harry renounced. Um, this, uh, Harry the old one? No, Harry's the younger one. He's the ranger. Um, it's the. It's not Charles. I'm not. I'm, we. I, I don't think we care enough. Yeah. To figure it Australia out. Australia doesn't care enough. We're just wondering who we're cheesing when we have that day of drinking, but. Yeah. Like, honestly, it'll just pass on to someone who, let's be honest, is probably more beloved than Charles. Because he's kind of a... Charles is a, kind of a joke. He's a racist bigot, and we don't want him there. Like, just move him away. It's fine. We're not putting him on the money. Yeah. We'll put someone else on there. Like I said, I, that that came up this week, and it's just like... Oh, like this, the this long. It, it, That's just Lizzie, like that last little twist of the knife up in, like, you know, wherever the hell she ended up. Just like, yeah, yeah, take that. You, you finally got the chair. Joke's on you. I booby-trapped it. So, uh, the thing we thought we'd actually talk about for the, the back half of this episode, is I don't think we've ever done an episode on mm. it. Although, actually, one thing I forgot to get your opinion of at the start of, uh, of this. Last week was episode 104. Oh, shit. That's... Which means as of last week, we have done one episode... For two years, every week. Yeah, that that's not bad actually. I'm honestly surprised that's we made it this far without getting distracted by something shiny. I know, right? And that's not including bonus episodes or my play. Yeah, this is just standard podcasty, you know, episodes. Yeah. Uh, so in we, we we've hit the one per week mark, and I think we've missed like two episodes in that entire release time. yeah and one of them was because everything was either on fire or flooding like yeah yeah. yeah another one was Christmas because so, yeah Christmas everyone knew it would take yeah that. so you know pretty good um anything you'd like to say on the last two years uh I have really enjoyed annoying the crap out of the two of you for the last two years like Honestly, I do... We've said it numerous times. We do this because we'd be doing it anyway. Uh, but it's more like a scheduled hangout with you guys that we just started recording. And I am yeah. very happy that it's lasted this long. Uh, the fact that people listen right. to it still confuses me. Uh, All right. Yeah, I, for the longest time, I thought we only had like one or two people who actually listened to us. Apparently there's more of you out there. So that's always fun to know. I assumed it was just my mum. Because she'll listen to basically <laughs> anything. What? Your mum and Craig. Yes. Hey, Craig. Hi, Craig. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, that happened. Yeah. But, yes, the uh, thing I don't think we've actually talked about ever, actually, on this show, is music. Yeah. Somehow we've talked about books, we've talked about TV and movies and games, but we've never talked about the stuff we've listened to. Uh... Apart from, like, pod, uh, not podcasts, uh, audiobooks and that kind of thing. Yeah. But, and we have some pretty eclectic taste, let's be honest. Uh, yeah, we do. I, I guarantee I live in someone's head just because of my weird taste in music. I absolutely do. But, I, I started off listening to a bunch of the stuff you would expect someone like me to have listened to. Like, you know, Weird Al and that kind of stuff when I was much, much younger. Uh, and I still enjoy a good Weird Al polka. Not gonna lie. It was good fun. Um, 
But I was brought up on uh, things like the old school rock, so ACDC, like oh, Van Halen, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Back when we were kids, your only access to music was what did your dad listen yeah. to? Yeah, and thankfully my old man listened to a lot of you know, decent rock. Uh, he also got me into things like uh, bluegrass and that kind of folky music, which has really stuck with me growing up. Um, one of my favorite things will always be bluegrass, despite the fact I'm not religious and I don't really care for that kind of you know stuff. I still love bluegrass, which is very steeped in that culture. Um, and jazz. I love me some good jazz. Did I ever tell you about a band called Black Swamp? I think he did a while ago, actually. I never. I don't think I ever got around to listening to them because I got distracted by something shiny. I, uh, uh, heavy metal with a bluegrass vibe. Oh yes, no, I, I think I have um, listened to them. Um, I've also heard. I think it popped up on a playlist on Spotify, which was Spooky Banjo Time, uh, which was yeah, yeah I can believe that goth- gothic uh, bluegrass. It, it's so nice. It's really good. Um, I, I love that kind of stuff. Like it. I just like that kind of ingenuity or mixing of genre. Um, See, like, my problem is I listen to such a absurdly wide range of music. It's yeah. like, what am I listening to right now? Like, right now, I've gotten weirdly into a thing called Bardcore. Yeah, you mentioned this in the, in the preamble. Um, which is essentially people taking modern music and then either using old-timey instruments to play it hmm. or changing the lyrics to be more medieval appropriate yeah. or in some way like the the absolute earworm I, I've been listening to and I'm, I'll, I'll throw it in the show notes you can all I can spread this affliction <laughs> it's a song it, it's a cover by the miracle aligner um, it's uh, in the end by Linkin Park mm. but in Latin I love that and it's it, it's weirdly good yeah. I really hate that I love it because it's a fucking song uh, well like it's about time you got me like addicted to something else because I think I got you addicted to Electro Swing after a mate of ours, uh, Rat Boy, got me addicted to it. Um, I I knew of it, yeah. but you found me the bands that really got me. Yeah, so like Caravan Palace and that kind of stuff and a few other mixes and, and that thing. But I, I love me some Electro Swing, which is kind of the opposite of, of Bardcore because they've taken old school swing music and given it like an electro feel. Uh, and yeah. we mixed it that way so this one's taking like new stuff and making it old timey and I love that it's a great concept uh, and also you know it's what we want from media like the whole thing of um, intellectual property laws getting extended and that kind of thing kind of stifled media progression for a while you couldn't make remixes without getting in trouble um, there's actually one of the things I loved and I haven't listened to his stuff in a while do you remember DJ Pogo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the dude who did the, the remixes from, like, Toy Story. Yeah, he's actually an Australian guy. He lives in, I think, WA. Uh, or lived there. I think he's moved across the, the pond at this point. But he made these things for Pixar, um, essentially, because they found Opula, which is the first big one he made that exploded on no, YouTube. No, uh, Toy Noise. That's right. That's the one they, they spotted. But it was enough that Pixar saw this, and everyone's like, oh, fuck, they're going to like cancel him, they're going to get him to remove everything. It's like, no, no, here's a bunch of our files. Can you make more of this? And he did. And it was Good. great. I would still ha- highly recommend if you want to look him up. Although he's got lots of good music. Mm. Um, 
Toy Noise and Upular are probably his two. They're the ones that everyone will always remember. But there's one which is uh, he just took some samples around the house and recorded his mum. And I can't remember the name of it, but it's a really chill, mellow vibe to it. It's very nice just to listen to. Um, all his stuff's on Spotify as well. Uh, easy to find. Oh, it's not. How did they remove it? A lot of it isn't. Oh. Things like Toy Noise and Upular aren't on Spotify. Oh, bugger. I know some of his stuff was still there. Um, but at the same time, there's other things that we listen to on the regular. Like I, on repeat at the moment for me is a sen we could probably make our own separate section just called on repeat at this point which is the stuff we're listening to this week because it'll change depending on the, the weather um, I'm still listening to Two Minute Notice like that's a good it is a really good song um, like Vizzy Pop and the people who help like them write their songs that's a banger that's a that's an yeah. anthem for our generation that's our point. yeah yeah absolutely the, the just the entire thing of yeah you know what this boss does kind of suck a little yeah. bit and I say that as a boss yeah um you're, we've all had that shitty manager essentially that one person who takes things a bit too far and and pushes for you to so, do more and more and more without paying you for it and yeah an entire song about basically telling that guy go fuck yourself yeah. and yeah yeah our generation loves that shit yeah it's great uh, I do find it funny the amount of millennials who are now becoming managers and they don't they don't care like they don't do the same things it's amazing yeah uh, so we are I mean they learn yeah we're slowly breaking got, that toxic they their, cycle they saw their face get punched in and were like well I'm gonna not do that yeah pretty much well it's one of those things where if you grow up with a very abusive parent you try not to be that abusive parent yeah and a lot of people learn from those mistakes and change and we see that reflected um, in music now, which is lovely. Yeah. Um, a, a band that I think needs more recognition than it, than it has is this band called One Morning Left. That sounds very familiar. It's it's basically a rock group. Yeah. Maybe a, a rock sort of pop group. Mm. Except randomly one of them, their singers is like a death metal guy. <laughs> There's a few like that. I like, love it. Full growl. <laughs> That's perfect. But just one of them. Yeah. All the other guys sing like normal singers. Just one guy's oh, a metalhead. That reminds me of um, the the Japanese metal band um, that just adopted a full on metal um, like screamo artist into them. Uh, I can't remember who it is. They they toured recently. It's two like uh, basically two idols, and they've just grabbed this death metal guy in as well. Um, the name escapes me. I do love their stuff. Uh, I just can't remember it because my brain isn't working today. It's currently screaming at me, and there's a tiny gremlin with a jackhammer. Um, oh, that's gonna that's gonna bug me. Uh, so whilst you think of more things to actually wait, talk to people about Soviet Wave because you got me addicted to that for a while. Unfortunately, okay, the biggest issue with Soviet Wave is the Soviets. Can't look it up on, well, that. Yeah. But I mean, like, it has very little to do with, with like, current Russia. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, you can't look it up on Spotify. Like, I, I have tried multiple times to find a playlist that I can consider Soviet Wave on Spotify. Yeah. It's basically not doable. Ooh, baby metal. But That's you, what I was thinking of. Really? Baby Metal's three females and they don't have a male lead. Maybe that's a little... Oh, wait. Yeah, you're right. That's... 
I saw the name and it triggered. Like, nope, different one. You're right. I'll find it. Yeah. I'll find it. Um, you can look up Soviet Wave on uh, YouTube, and it's weirdly good. Like, it would absolutely, if you go on YouTube, you can look it up. Look up a, it's a playlist called, it's a track. It goes for 40 minutes called Our Dream. It's probably my favorite Soviet Wave mix. Hmm. Um, the idea is that the music is supposed to invoke the um, the the sense of like we can do it yeah. of the Soviets during the uh, space race. Yes, and it really, really does. Oh yeah, and the weird thing is, you I, listen I don't to know it. How to describe it? You listen to it, and you go, like, "Yes, this is Soviet. This is nothing but like, you know that era." And I don't know exactly what it is that does it. I think it's like the heavy synth reliance. Um, yeah. That kind of stuff. Because they loved their synth music for a while. Actually, I just jumped on YouTube to look it up. There's actually a YouTube channel called New Soviet Wave, which has like all of my favorite mixes. On. Ooh, nice. Um, so I might put that in the show notes. Like, I don't know. It, um, it's one of those things like both. I, I'm pretty sure both of us have broken Spotify. Uh, it does not know oh, what to recommend me. It keeps going. Do you do you want eight bit music from games? Like no, I have never once listened to this. Why are you giving this to me? Like, I don't know, man. Just I listen to one song on repeat for nine hours doesn't mean I want more. Of it. Yeah, it's just the ADHD kicking in. But like I listen I mean, to like, like my random playlist. I have to like warn people ahead of time if I play that in my car. It's like look. This is going to be weird. It's going to be some stuff. There might be some Mongolian throat singing. Oh, yeah. We don't know. It could happen. Oh, yeah. It's in there. Um, it's like it'll randomly go from the Muppets to Disturbed to uh, Two Steps from Hell, uh, which is a great like orchestral thing. If you've ever watched a movie trailer, you've listened to their stuff. It's everything in there. Oh yeah, and it's full on stuff too, and it's gorgeously done. Uh. Then there's like, you know, Electro Swing, a bunch of other stuff, some very weird, you know, dark country music will come on. It's a strange vibe, because I am a strange person. Actually, speaking of things that people might not know about, uh, do, you, do you know there's like that YouTube channel on that, that just loops, um, what is it, lo-fi hip-hop? Yes! I listen to that at work. You know it has a, has a brother channel? Yep. So I remember Which just a synth wave. Yeah, uh, I remember they when they released it because it was just they kept zooming in on a, a, um, a window in the background that was blue. I was like, "What the fuck is this blue window?" And then it became a different guy. It was great. Oh, because the girl leaves. Yeah. And then they do the guy, and then it goes back, and then the girl comes back, and you get your lo-fi beats again. Yeah. But I just think it's because I'm a massive synth wave man. Yeah. So to me, having this like, I can go on YouTube and listen to the, just this loop of like quality lo-fi synthwave. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Honestly, like trap music and synthwave are really fun because if they loop really well, you don't know it's it's ever stopping. Um, yeah, and weirdly enough, that if there's no definitive end, if it loops perfectly enough, you kind of zone it out, and it just helps you focus and do things. Yeah. Uh, and weirdly enough, this has happened in other, like, very old songs. Like, do you know the song What's New Pussycat? Yes. That fades out, and if you loop it, it starts back up with What's New Pussycat, and you can't tell when it loops. 
uh, I had a, a friend like, years ago who worked in an airport who actually ran that in the back dock and they got it going for about three hours before someone realized like is this the same song because you just kind of filter it out and it's just there it's amazing uh. I'm actually going to see uh, one of my favorite synth bands live oh nice which one um, it's a, a band that I really like called The Midnight that sounds um, familiar I think you've mentioned them before I have. I showed you a song of theirs called Vampires, Ooh, which is over the yes, was... video for Wicked City. That's right. That was a that was a good song actually. I quite like that one. Those guys are amazing. They're an amazing uh, synth artist. They're actually playing um, Brisbane soon. Oh, nice. Um, Go see the Midnight. Ooh. If you like, let me know when it is. I might pop into that one. It sounds fun. Oh, I'll, I'll shoot you a link. Yeah, it'd be good. Um, although I think my favorite synth band is. Yes, I, I have uh, heard them. You've, you've definitely these. sent me their stuff, and they are very good. I mostly sent them to you because they have these amazingly animated clips yeah. that make you cry. Which, honestly, that that did help get me into it, I'm not going to lie. Um, but, honestly, half the time is, like, you and me will just influence each other's tastes in music oh, yeah. randomly out of nowhere every few months. Um because yeah, one of us or a friend of ours will find something weird, send it to us, like, have you seen the thing? And then we just spam each other with it. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's exactly how it happens. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things, I refuse to make any of my Spotify playlists public just because of how weird they are. But, yeah. I think I only have one public playlist, which is my oldies mix. Yeah. Because people kept asking me for it. Yeah, no fair. Uh, my sister has a really good mix on Spotify for like the 90s and early 2000s uh, which is technically oldies now which makes me sad um, I know right yeah but occasionally I just go back to that because it's like the party mix from when I was in high school essentially it was really good like Nirvana all that kind of stuff um, Foo Fighters all the good stuff but because that's what I grew up on, and there's a soft spot in my heart for it. Yeah. You know, I have weird spots in my heart for people like Psychosonic. Yeah. They... Who I'm sure... Like, there's probably, like, if I'm lucky, one person who recognizes the name Psychosonic. I only know it because you've mentioned it before. Like, would not have heard it previously. Because, like... I guarantee probably a lot of our generation has heard at least one song yeah. done by Psychosonic because he did the um, the opening theme for Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah. It was a but good his song 1993 too. album just titled Psychosonic. Mm. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Uh, actually, I think you put me onto them, um, but uh, Saturday Morning Breakfast Cereal sounds like something I listen to. Essentially, it's the guys who took a bunch of old um, TV like cartoon entro uh, intros and metal-fied them. They're fucking great. No, that's Power Glove. Oh, it was Power Glove. I think Saturday Morning Breakfast Zero did something similar, but not quite. But Power Glove, yes, they did some good ones. Their Batman Forever cover. Oh, it's so... Because it has the rain, it has everything in it, and it works so well. Um... Actually, it might, I think Saturday Morning Breakfast Cereal might be one, the name of one of their albums. Maybe I'm confusing it there. That sounds... Yeah. Right. Uh, but, but I know the band, the band I would have shown you who did that Power Glove. was um, 
was power. And they were great. They're still in my, in regular rotation in my my stuff. I love their stuff. Although speaking of um, of remixes, um, I would highly suggest people check out an artist called Survival Spheres. I think I what they them. do is they. I I know I showed them to mm. you at some point. Um, what they do is they take uh, music from horror games. Yeah. And because a lot of old horror games you had limited space, you can only use so many instruments, mm. they try and go, okay, so what was the vibe this song was going for? And then intensify. Ooh, that sounds fun. And that's their entire shtick. And they are fucking amazing. I walked into my job one day. I'm usually one of the first people to get to work. Mm. And I'm alone in the building, and I just happen to have survival spheres on, and I freaked myself. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. You got too into the headspace of like oh. Silent Hill, and I'm just like, nope, nope, I'm not okay. I need to find one room and turn all the lights. Yeah, up. yeah, that's fair. Especially like that one day a year that Australia gets a misty morning would be that one day you accidentally have that going. Oh man, oh. when we get that misty morning though, it's we, we transferred to Silent Hill for ten. Oh, absolutely, like. We, well, you know, the three of us in general are horror fans, so we like to freak ourselves out, and occasionally you just want to scare yourself. But oh, good stuff! Like, I need to look into that one a bit more. But music is—I'm weird. A lot of friends of mine from back home would listen to music and just zone out and do that kind of thing. I can't do that. I need to be doing something else. Uh, to me, it's a complementary thing to what I'm doing. But, yeah. Whether it be like writing or playing games or doing other stuff, like when we play um, Hell Divers or anything else, because uh, that comes out today as as we're recording. Yeah, um, I will listen to their soundtrack to see how it goes. But if I don't like it, I'll just dead that and open Spotify and run that in the background. Instead. Yeah, same. Like I do it constantly. I mean, like, like actually doing this is really weird because, like, I'm slowly going back through like music I've listened to yeah. and it's like and like I barely remember this artist but then I look at the track list and I'm like oh yeah this artist fucking good mm, there are some good ones like the fact that I forgot two steps from hell exist for a while because my random on my uh, the randomization on my random playlist uh, didn't favor them for a bit and then occasionally RNGs will come and go remember this song you like this song like, I did like this song it's very nice um yeah. And the amount of like YouTubers I found just for for music, like Pomplamus was a a really good one. Uh, it just means pomegranate. I think I know Pomplamus. Uh, they do a lot of covers, but it's like very nice chill cover. Um, I can't remember like a good one, but I'll have to find one and link it at some point. Uh, it's just a, a couple who started putting stuff up online. Very good. Yeah. Uh, Nate wants to battle. Um, really good covers of a lot of Steven Universe songs and a few other ones that came out. Um, basically just redoing some stuff he did some things for uh, not Has Been Hotel but for Hell of a Boss and they were very nice uh, he's just got a really nice like old school rock or pop rock kind of vibe to him so yeah it's pretty fun uh, um, a band that's, that's like it's actually a pretty popular band not that I can really say their name right it Shulong uh, Hmm. Um, they do a lot of like very sort of like old type uh, Nordic stuff. Oh yes. Um, 
I know I showed them to you mm. because you were doing a D and D druids game, and I'm like, yeah, Here's your backing track. Yeah, no, that was a good one because that was the. Um, um, was that the guys who we you found like this is like Discworld uh, music with rocks in? No, that's a different. They band. were good though. That um, I would have to look up the playlist. I have their one song I keep on to get that one. That was a really good song. Um, they're really no, no. This is H uh, E I L U N G. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, I remember them. They, these guys do like really traditional type stuff, but like if you had a druid game, like they're perfect. Yeah. Um, like oh, like you know, play, uh, groups like Studio Killers. Uh, fantastic like they do some amazing music um but people just don't know who they are yeah it's one of those although i look at this and go they've got over a million monthly listeners okay maybe i'm wrong yeah like we'll we'll never be those hipsters like we listened to them before we were, they were famous like no well if you ask me for recommendations i'll send you a bunch of shit like oh yeah hell if enough people want it i'll make my random playlist public i i don't care like it'll happen and you can just see how weird my headspace is It'll be made like public, and everyone beg, "Please take it away!" Like, <laughs> winning. There's a a, a a European, I think, where they're from. Um, a band I like. They're a metal band. Their band title is "We Butter the Bread with Butter." <laughs> yeah, that's a great name. <laughs> that's so good. I absolutely love their stuff. Uh, and it, it it's like I said, it, it's. Like, I was super keen to do this discussion, and now I'm just, like, digging through, like, old bands that I listened to, like, for, and, and oh, dude, Stelladrome. Oh, oh yes. I have not listened to Stelladrome in ages. Oh, it's been a while since um, I've even heard that name. He does, he uses sounds from, like, telescopes. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, space scopes. Turns out you can hear uh, space, and it's mixes. terrifying. Alright. Um... It's so good. If you want, like, ambient sci-fi background, mm. like, just go look up Stelladrome. I, I need to um, find a decent playlist of his again for a D&D game I'm running at the moment. Uh, I just go to his, his artist page and just put all his albums on playlists. Oh, yeah, definitely. Gonna get it. Absolutely. It's one of those things where I have a few projects I want to, like, build certain things, and I forgot his name, but I was trying to remember that. The other day, like, if I can just find and buy all his stuff as a license and just put it into a product, I'd be so happy. Oh. I mean, it's amazing. I love stuff. Yeah. No, it's it's very nice. It's very chill, too. It's just kind of, like, fading. I'm probably going to end up listening to a bunch of Stellar Drove tonight. Oh, yeah, no, like, there's a good chance that I'm just going to be listening to a bunch of stuff when we play Helldivers later and just float around in my head. It's going to be good. Because, like, I mean, I'm skipping over so much stuff, yeah. and I'm just trying to, like, like, what's a highlight? What's something interesting that someone might want to listen to? Mm. Because, like, there's so many random, weird um, things that I've listened to, or artists yeah. that I follow. Um, like, you know, I would find it very hard to, to recommend someone listen to Seven Lion, but I honestly understand know that if more people listen to Seven Lion they'd enjoy it yeah like Seven Lions is amazing music actually here's a here's a quick question because we are getting past an hour at this point how long is your just generic random playlist alright you want my generic you know what better question what'd you call your random playlist mine's just called random to be honest I need to change the name of it 
Come on, man. Level it up. I, I do need... Mine's called Rando Track Drizzian. <laughs> I like that one. Um, but currently, mine is sitting at 78 hours and 40 minutes. Yeah, you're doing better than me. I'm up to 29 hours 40. That's not too bad. Like, honestly, these are things that get, like, earwormed into me and then just oh, yeah. go for it. Because I have stuff in there from Seth MacFarlane, because guy's got some fucking pipes on him uh, oh, yeah, he's yeah. also a massive fan of all the old uh, musicals and that kind of stuff Like, and I love that kind of stuff like the music man and that kind of thing uh, I think there is he has now covered every song from the music <coughs> man on Family Guy in some way shape or form like he's that would not be he's altered them in a way to make them uh, his own in certain points and just change the tune or keeps the tune but changes the words except for Shapoopy that one is straight from the musical, and it's the point where Peter Griffin becomes a um, a footballer. Football. And it's his, but he works for the Patriots. Yeah, and it's his touchdown showboating song. But, ah, oh, great stuff. I mean, like, there's a, a artist, like, this is going to sound like the weirdest mix of stuff. Ever wanted to hear really good 8-bit metal? Hmm. Then you go look up an artist called Rainbow Dragon Eyes. I have seen that Is one, that actually. They have got some good stuff. Um, also, I, yeah, I don't know if is... I should be terrified or not, but Discord just popped up saying, Connect your Spotify. <laughs> I think it's listening <laughs> to me. Probably, knowing Spotify. Yeah. Oh, I can't talk about music without talking about Ken Ashcore. Ah, yes. Um, many people probably actually know who he mm. is from one or two songs I've ever listened to I would probably say the best songs he did oh shit he's got new stuff I haven't listened oh, to oh shit okay um yeah so there is more stuff that I haven't listened to but I think the ones that he's most known for are probably uh Crazy Chicks On The Rocks We're Shameless and a, and a song which so many people gave him so much shit for making called I'm Your Slave. Oh, I've heard that. But the dude knows how to write a song. Mm. They are so catchy. And all of those songs are a bit different. Yeah. Which I like. And he's got two more songs that, like, the last song I heard of his was I'm Your Slave. Mm. I haven't heard the other two songs he's put out since then. And I'm super happy about yeah. that. They just found out there's more music from artists than one. Actually, there's one thing that we haven't talked about, and just quickly we'll mention it. The like, Gorillas, the old school stuff from Gorillas. Yeah. Because their entire, like, experiment was changing between each album. Um, yeah. And their experimental stuff was really fun. Like, Happy was a great song. Like, that yeah. was, like, I'm pretty sure a... It came out when I was in high school. Uh, and it was everywhere. Like, that entire album was just everywhere when I was like, younger. Uh, and then the new stuff wasn't bad. Didn't hate it. It was pretty fun. A bit different, but good. I'm still more of, like... A re like, I say original like it, like, that word means anything. Yeah. You know, like, I like old school gorillas a little more than I like. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But that's... I don't think they're bad, but I don't know. I gelled better with. Yeah, old... it was more our generation, basically. Because, like, they don't do things often. So every time they bring out a new album, it's like a new generation of music, and they're trying to match that energy or match that thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like it. Damn it! I've been going through my big playlist of fucking songs. I want to find that band that's like a band with rocks in Discworld. I can't find yeah, it. Yeah, I, 
To find it, it I would have there. to scroll back so far in my random playlist. Like, it would be difficult to find. Um, I mean, like, I, I know mine's shorter than yours, but it's like one song in 463. Yeah, and I, it's somewhere in there. I know it exists. And I can't even... Oh, there it is. Oh, oh you found it? Found nice. it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, Aerion, A-Y-R-E-O-N. Oh, that's yes, yes. Um, the song in particular is Day 16, Loser. Yes, that's the one. If you've ever listened to the Discworld, I swear to God, it's like someone was like, this is what the band with Rock Sim should sound like. Yeah, absolutely. You hear that and like, because you sent it to me, it's like, this is what it is. And like, yes, that is it. That is the exact vibe that I was expecting when reading the books or like going through it. It's so good. Uh there are, there are Sorry, I had to find them. We couldn't finish this episode without me finding that goddamn thing. We had to let you know what it was. Otherwise, it would just be nothing but Craig in the background going, What is the thing? Tell me the thing. Uh, but tell you what, if we ever reach a certain like goal, I will make my random playlist a, a public one. But what will that goal I'm be? I'm happy to do that. You know what? I don't know, but I'll throw it in there as mine too. If people want it, I don't mind people seeing my super random playlist that every now and then get something added yeah, to actually, it. Yeah, actually, are we close to any milestones on any of our... Uh, no, our last milestone was cleared, which was do this for two years. That is fair. Uh, you know what, bugger it, I'll just make it public. We'll do that. I'll think of an interesting hey. name and I'll like I'll announce it next week. Um, Alright. It'll be good, so you can search it better. Alright, well, as uh, Swish did point out, we are out past now. So uh, I think we'll round things out with that wonderful discussion of music. Yes, it was pretty fun. Like I'm surprised we haven't chatted about music before. I know, right? And we could probably do it again. Oh like, yeah, I didn't even talk about fifth of the fucking artists I listen. Oh, like the, the fact that I have a bunch of um, like remixed classical music. Like it's uh, classical hard style, and it's really fun. It's actually yeah Mozart, but with hard style mixed in. It's like, oh, suck tasting. I, I've actually triggered, uh, like, it's in my random playlist. I have a hardstyle remix of theme tune from Lavender Town. Oh, nice. I think oh, oh, I, I think find I have the that. nerds when I put that yeah, up. Yeah, I think I've, I've heard that one. I may have pinched it from you at some point because I heard it. Like, I yes, did say it's good. Um, but the way it starts, oh, it, it sends tingles up your spine. It's fucking tasty. Yep. It's a crunchy one. But yeah, I think we're done. Y'all have a good one. Have a good one, and send us some music recommendations. We always need new shit. Oh, yes, yes, please. We'd love to have some more music to this. Absolutely.